Hi, this is Annika. Welcome to the Not My Problem podcast. Let's have some long overdue, uncomfortable conversations. We are back. Welcome to episode three. Last time we talked about internalized racism and representation. And today what we have in store for you is sexism. So let's do this. Yes. So if you have been listening to us, uh, you might have guessed that we are definitely going to kick off this episode with some definitions. Yes, so we're using our well-trusted Oxford English Dictionary for this again. And the definition of sexism is here that it's a prejudice, stereotyping or discrimination typically against women on the basis of sex. But it can also include behavior, conditions or attitudes that foster stereotypes of social roles based on sex. So we wanted to get a better understanding at the different forms that discrimination can take. So, so for that, what we did is we looked at the um, British government website and on there they actually described the different types of discrimination. Yes, and the first one that was on there was the type of direct discrimination, which is just treating someone with a protected characteristic less favorably than others. Yes, and then there is the indirect uh, form of the discrimination, which is putting rules or arrangements in place that apply to everyone, but that puts someone with a uh, protected characteristic at an unfair disadvantage. Yes, and then there's harassment, which is just unwanted behavior linked to a protected characteristic that violates someone's dignity or creates an offensive environment for them. Yeah, and finally there is victimization, which is uh, treating someone unfairly because they've complained about discrimination or harassment. Right, now that you thought you heard all the definitions for today, we are not done yet. There is one more definition to go through and then you're free of definitions. And this is actually a really important one um, from the Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights. And it is in regards to gender stereotypes, which has been defined as a generalized view or preconception about attributes or characteristics that are ought to be possessed by women and men or the roles that are or should be performed by women or men. And uh, I think we can all think of a couple on top of a head, right, Seth? I mean, yeah, like girls like pink and boys like blue. Or, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I mean, uh, girls play with dolls, uh, boys play with cars. Oh, boys are good at maths. Yes. And uh, girls are great at fashion. <laughs> girls don't do computer science. Yes. Girls definitely don't do computer science. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we've, we've obviously done our research in regards to this and we found, found a number of different studies that actually showed that girls as early as from the age of six uh, start to believe that they're less intelligent than boys, which is super... Age of six. Yeah, really and it, it's really sad. And it actually um, also means that they don't really, you know, dream about their careers um, and they reduce their aspirations. So... Gender stereotypes really, really have a bad impact on, on, on girls. Yeah, so I think uh, nowadays most people are aware of those like very typical mm. stereotypes that we, we've mentioned. But what we'd like to do is go a bit deeper onto less um, obvious stereotypes and their effects. So, for example, if I tell you a uh, strong and an independent woman... Yeah. Right. Usually this is this is considered to be a good thing, right? Like mm. I am a strong and independent woman. Now we want to like stop for a bit there and actually consider how this is actually a sexist stereotype 
Because you would never use this phrasing for a man, right? There is no such thing as a strong and independent man. Yeah, it's just a man. <laughs> yeah. So this already is a, is a sexist phrasing. But then um, it can be actually quite harf- harmful, right? right? Yes, exactly. So um, obviously stereotypes both affect women and men. So as part of our research, we found a number of different studies that stereotypes for men, for example, having to be the sole breadwinner for a family, men not being allowed to be weak or cry, men are not emotional, etc., etc. I think we all know these stereotypes actually has a direct link to the mental health crisis men currently experience. And by this, I really mean depression and suicide. And it's not something that is just um, a small problem actually worldwide it's the leading cause of death for men and in the uk as far as i would know from the samaritans charity it is also um, the leading cause of death before heart attacks or any other disease and that's just crazy this is really insane yes and what we've actually found as we were researching this that as um, women obviously have become more successful in their careers that they have also experienced similar pressures or have been boxed into similar um, stereotypes where you know for example you can't have a child at the same time as maintaining a career you can't have it all And what we have actually found over recent years in many research studies is that there is a rise in female suicide, there's a rise in self-harm and depression. And I think one of the key takeaways from all of these studies is that gender stereotypes do not help either gender. Yeah, and are actually very harmful for their um, health, um, mental health. Um, But then it's just not their mental health, right? Like Annika Mm. just uh, mentioned this stereotype of... uh, women not being able to do both um, do well in their career and also provide uh, and have a family right so it's kind of this idea that as a woman you should choose either uh, you want to be successful in your career or you want to be in a successful relationship now this is a problem because uh, this is a sexist problem again because men do not have the same um, expectations right Uh, men are free to uh, go and pursue a very successful career as well as being um, fathers Um, and what that can do to women is that they will end up having to choose right to compromise to Mm -hmm. an extent that uh, men don't have to face or even consider yes and it's pretty much also impossible for women to get it right so um, if you look at the step again another number of stereotypes If you look at a woman who, for example, focuses on her career, you are too ambitious. Exactly. uh, But has anybody ever said that to a man? Like, when are you getting married? (laughs) Yes, exactly. When are you having children? And it's also that big problem when we see then the same comparison and in, you know, men they get uh they become fathers alongside of having a wonderful career and everybody congratulates them right yeah whereas women when they uh plan to have um a family that's exactly around the time when they plan they are also planning to just give up on their career and uh, become stay at home uh, mom i'm not saying all women do that obviously but i'm saying it's a lot more common for women to do that than for men exactly and it is a result of the fact that we are being told we can't have it all from a very early age. Um, yes, and just, we want to make this very clear. All the women out there, you can do whatever you want. Fuck those gender stereotypes. Yes, and for the men who are listening to us, we know your struggles. 
Uh, you can be sensitive, you can be emotional, it does not make you less of a man. Yes! Okay, so now that we have covered sort of the more um, obvi- uh, obvious uh, type of sexism, which is within our society, uh, or from one gender against another uh, and vice versa, uh, what we want to discuss now is the internalized uh, form of uh, sexism. So. Uh, in if you remember in last week's uh, in in last episode, uh, we already discussed a form of internalized oppression. So we went through internalized racism. So now today we want to also kind of do this, but for uh, sexism, and uh, show you or give you evidence of how it actually exists within um, our society. And this is actually quite important because I think we both think that's the less obvious form of sexism that is being discussed or people talk about generally. Yeah, and yet it is very impactful. <clears throat> so when we uh, discussed about this with uh, Annika, we did a bit of background research, as you might have guessed, <laughs> <laughs> and we came across this uh, article called The Fabric of Internalized uh, Sexism. It was published in the Journal of Integrated Social Sciences in 2009. And what they did there, um, which I found really interesting, is that they took um, 45 women, uh, actually 45 pairs of women, so that would be uh, 90 women, and they analyzed their conversation that they were having, so one woman to another, so that is without any uh, man in the room or anything. And um, then they analyzed the conversations, and what they were trying to find in there was occurrences of uh, uh, internalized uh, sexism. So they they divided those into four categories. So there was assertions of uh, incompetence, uh, which expresses um, an internalized sense of powerlessness. Then there was competition between women, uh, also the construction of uh, women as objects, and uh, invalidation or derogation of women. So they listened to those conversations and they uh, counted the number of times um, um, these four categories uh, occurred in the conversations. And what they found was that on average, 11 such practices occurred per 10 minutes conversation. Crazy. Yeah, so it means that on average, every 10 minutes, um, women would casually uh, mention um, evidence, uh, not mentioned like unconsciously uh, uh, say things that reflect that they have internalized sexism. Um, so it, it's kind of scary to see how it can be a, a routine. And it's obviously... Um, I, I think I'd like to think it's unconsciously that they would do that because no mm. one wants to consciously be uh, discriminated against themselves, right? Yes, and I think what another study also found is that this overall can actually lead to less uh, social support amongst women. And we see this in the media. Um, and again, I think it's not being, or we both think it's not being called out enough. We know about the Mean Girls culture. We know the film Mean Girls. Yeah. Everybody's probably seen it. <laughs> and um, it's just very much normalized. Um, yeah, but I don't believe that this, uh, it has been related to the notion of internalized sexism mm-hmm. enough. And it is so important that we did that, that all this casual um, way of uh, um, behave, like yeah, behaving um, between women, uh, how they can be actually harmful and then lead to uh, reinforce uh, sexism. Yes, and actually, what we've also found was that um, it can actually lead to direct health issues for women. So, things that are commonly associated due to you know internalized sexism are depression, eating disorders, and low self esteem. And all of those things obviously aren't great. And we know that eating disorders specifically are a big, big problem amongst women. 
So we now really wanted to talk about representation and we've talked already about representation in the context of racism in earlier episodes, but we really want to tackle this now as well. Yeah, because representation is so, so, so important to combat sexism, I believe. Um, when I think back of my uh, uni days uh, when I was in uh, engineering school, I remember we must have been what less than 10% of uh, women in class. And I do remember that very rarely uh, the women um, in, our, in my classroom, myself included, uh, felt comfortable about uh, raising our voices when we had like ideas that we wanted to share or just simply questions. It was mostly the men who, were, who felt always uh, very comfortable uh, speaking up and uh, the women uh, keeping more quiet. And that resulted in me, I believe, spending way more time outside of the classroom uh, finding the answers to questions that I generally could have just found out within seconds uh, if I just had the courage to, to speak up. But I remember thinking, okay, maybe I'm not as intelligent as the, the others because I'm a woman. I remember having had this uh, uh, thought process then. And you're really not alone with this. Apart from the fact that I've also had similar experiences and thoughts, there is actually research on this and the UNESCO has warned that um, women are underrepresented in STEM disciplines and for those of you who don't know what STEM is, it's science, technology, engineering and mathematics. And what has been found is actually that only 29% of researchers worldwide are women in those disciplines, which is just crazy if you think about it. But we also wanted to say that um, underrepresentation does not only affect women, and this very much relates to a point made earlier. So um, for men, for example, uh, because men often are portrayed through stereotypes as not being as caring or not emotional, um, these can actually also impact their job choices. So what we've actually found is that there is only 10% of nurses in the UK that are male. And this is our, these are figures from the Nursing and Mid Midwivery Council, which is just madness. It is really, really crazy because your choice of profession that you want to pursue should not have anything to do with your gender. So it means that it, those results are, uh, or this lack of representation is a direct consequence of gender stereotypes. And uh, another really negative uh, effect of uh, underrepresentation is that men will be more likely to be seen as brilliant, right? If posi in positions of uh, power or in leading roles you mostly see men, then you can draw the conclusion that, okay, maybe women are uh, less brilliant. And this has actually been also researched and uh, confirmed by a study that was conducted by the New York University in 2020. <laughs> and uh, what it found was that there is an unconscious uh, stereotype linked to gender. Yeah, and um, that also as a result will means that women uh, will feel less um, capable or they will feel maybe that they don't have their place in certain groups or in certain profession if again all they see is men occupying those roles. So yeah, given all of that, um, we wanted to um, raise awareness of how uh, representation also contributes to gender stereotypes. And um, now we kind of want to give uh, some suggestion as to what we can do to make a shift. Uh, so Annika, what would you say to our listeners? Uh, how, can, how can they help? So I think there are three different things that everybody really can do um, to really start a change or make a difference. And the first one is 
educate yourself. Yeah, read up about the studies that we have mentioned today. Educate yourself. And then the second one is check your biases. Yeah, so that means um, really reflecting on things that you might be doing unconsciously uh, that are uh, that turn out to be actually um, sexist. So for that, I'd like to just give you a little uh, riddle. Um, hopefully you haven't heard it before. Um, okay, yeah, let's just do this. Let's do this. Yeah, so there is this um, father and son. Uh, they're together playing around and then they get into a really bad uh, accident. So the son is really seriously in- injured and needs to be uh, brought to the hospital. So the father just does just that, calls the ambulance, they get to the hospital. Then it turns out that the son actually needs uh, surgery very urgently. So they bring him to the um, operation room and they prep him and everything. And uh, once the surgeon arrives in the room, um, says, oh, no, I cannot actually operate on this patient. He's my son. Okay, now, how is that possible? You think on that, but we are going to tell you also what our, our first initial thoughts were. So for me, I was like, hmm, hold on, duh, that was just a gay couple, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it means that they, and that, that happens, right? There are like gay male, like two men that have a son and yeah, mm. that happens. What did you think, Annika? Yeah, and I was just, something's wrong here. This can't be right. And it was really bizarre. I kept looking at it, looking at it. And then uh, I saw this example the first time at a conference um, <laughs> And when they flicked to the next slide, I just felt really stupid. Yeah, so it is really scary that none of us thought that the surgeon is the mother. Yes, not <laughs> like good. Our first reaction was, for me, was, okay, it's a gay couple. So I, I thought of, okay, they must be gay before I thought it was possible for a woman to be surgeon. Yeah, not and good. And Annika just couldn't compute. She's like, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. Yeah, error message. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that shows to, like, it, this was really kind of tough for me to admit that, oh, wow, mm. I am way more biased than I thought. Um, when people say surgeon, I automatically go to male. Like, it is not even a possibility at first, unless I really sit there for a few seconds and think that, okay, <laughs> there are female surgeons yes. as well. <laughs> it just doesn't come automatically. That shows that I have unconscious bias, and that's what I'm working on right now, and that's what we are urging you um, listeners to also do. Yeah, so definitely check your biases, because it makes such a difference. And our last two recommendations are speak up and make sure that um, any workspace or university space that you occupy is equally safe for all genders. Exactly, and that makes a tremendous difference because, as I mentioned, I was struggling a bit in my uh, in at university to uh, affirm my space as a female engineer. But uh, it just that started shift, sh- shifting when I found myself in spaces where people were actually encouraging me to speak up and tell me like ask me question and really validate my opinion as as being as as valid as um, the men's or any other person in the room. So that made a huge difference for me. Now I'm a lot more confident um, in at work or within my PhD. Uh, so please do do that if you if you find yourself in a space that is um, that where there is a lack of representation, make sure that everyone still feels comfortable and uh, confident. Okay, Seth, do you want to do this week's shout outs and recommendations? Yes, that would be my pleasure. So 
As for each episode, we have a read, listen and watch recommendation. For the read one, it is a really cool cartoon called You Should Have Asked by Emma. It is funny, entertaining and informative, so please do check it out. Then for the listen, we have a podcast called Why It's Time to Make a Fuss About Sexism by uh, Laura Bates. This is a um, very informative um, uh, podcast that, and that goes way deeper into sexism than this uh, episode, so definitely check that mm. out as well. Uh, and for the watch, it is also something by uh, Laura Bates and it is a TED Talk and it's called Everyday Sexism. So thank you so much for listening today and in our next episode we are going to discuss feminism. Thanks for listening! And don't forget, this is your problem too.